I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Buck Sexton Show. Our friend Riley Gaines joins us now. You have no doubt heard about her. She is the fastest uh, woman in her event in the NCAA uh, swimming. She can tell me the specifics about what the meters and, and event may be in just a second. We're excited to have her join us. She's also out there speaking on campuses across the country as an advocate for women in sports to have... It just be women in sports, actually, I think is one way we could put it. Um, Riley, thank you so much for being here with us. Uh, first off, what was the event that you were the best in the country at? Just so I was it butterfly or backstroke? I don't know. I, I do doggy paddle. I'm not good at this. Well, if I had to swim now, I would do doggy paddle. Um, but it was actually the 200 freestyle where I tied Thomas. Wow. Okay. So just tell everybody how you got into this. Some of the folks are at home and listening are going to know. But for those who could use a refresher or who don't know, what was the situation that you faced in the NCAA final? Absolutely. Um, So the first day of competition at our NCAA championships, and this was last year in 2022, um, that first day, that was the day that I didn't compete. And so this was the 500 freestyle, and I sat on the side of the pool and watched as Thomas swam to a national title, um, beating out Olympians, beating out American record holders. And when I say Thomas, I should clarify, this is Leah Thomas, who was formerly Will Thomas, who swam three years on the men's team at University of Pennsylvania before deciding to switch to the women's team. Um, At best amongst the men the year before was ranked 462nd. Um, So watching Thomas now beat all of the women in the country by multiple seconds, obviously it's unfair obviously it's wrong anyone with a brain can see this um so that second day of competition was the day that thomas and i raced against each other in the 200 freestyle to which ultimately resulted in a tie um we went the exact same time down to the hundredth of a second and so upon tying we go behind the awards podium where the NCAA official looks at both thomas and myself and says great job you guys tied but we have one trophy so this trophy goes to thomas um, and when I questioned this, you know, why are you adamant on giving this trophy to Leah, a male? Um, the NCAA official looked at me and said, well, Leah has to hold the trophy for photo purposes. Um, you can pose with this one, but you'll give it back. You go home empty handed and Leah takes the trophy home. And so obviously I knew the unfair competition was wrong and I knew what we were subjected to in the locker room was wrong. Um, but when this NCAA official reduced everything that myself and my teammates and every female who was at that meet, when he reduced that down to a photo op to validate the feelings and the identity of a male, that's when I had had enough. Um, And that's really what thrusted me into taking a public stance on saying it's wrong and it's harmful to women to have males infiltrate into our sports and our spaces. So now I have to ask, who in this process, right, who in this process was saying to you, 
this is normal, this is okay. Like, when, when is the first time? I'm always fascinated by this because I'm, I'm making a study of mass lunacy these days, like things that people are being told they have to believe. I mean, one of the, for me, masking and, and the way people approach masking during COVID changed my sense of, of humanity and what Americans specifically, but globally also, people were willing to do. Um, the transgender issue is very similar to me. People will say things, and they'll behave in a way that they clearly know is false, but they just they just don't care. Um, and I'm wondering who is at any point in this was someone like, no, Thomas is a woman and you need to stop being a bigot. Like, was that ever said to you by anybody in the in the sports world or was it just you're supposed to show up and everyone just doesn't say anything like emperors? No, no emperor has no clothes kind of stuff. You know what I mean? It, it was really like that. Um, it was just as if no one wanted to address it, really. Um, it was as if we were supposed to smile and be kind and be inclusive, even if that meant giving up our spots on the podium, even if it meant feeling uncomfortable in the locker room where you're being exposed to male genitalia, smile, be kind. It's fine. Be welcoming, be tolerant. I I don't want to be gross, but I mean, I'm just, I I think it is important to the discussion. So, so would, would Thomas like undress nude in next to you and your female and does he still date women? Like, do we know this, by the way? So, no, I mean, Based, like, I, th- I think that matters. Yeah. Well, at the time when we were sharing this locker room, um, when Thomas was fully intact with male parts, Thomas's teammates alerted me that he was still active with women. Um, now, it's extremely confusing. And I know this based off of um, public social media posts on their Instagrams. Leah is now dating another male to female transitioner. Um, I believe they call themselves lesbians, but it's really just two men. Uh, so it's extremely confusing. It feels as if this is a fetish because now it's come out also that Leah Thomas is just an AGP, which means you're just sexually aroused by dressing as a woman. And it feels as if we as female athletes Wait, that- sharing this changing space, we were betrayed by the people who were supposed to protect us. We were forced to participate in this fetish. Wow. Yeah. I mean, so uh, uh, is that autogynephilia? Is that when you said, uh, was that the acronym you just threw out there a second ago? Just so I'm, I mean, I don't know how many people at home even know that. Um, one thing that's been fat, clearly you've done a lot of reading and research on this, by the way, uh, because one thing that I think more people need to know about is I've often brought up on, on radio, uh, Riley, that, uh, among the medical profession, uh, specialties, uh, psychiatry is the most left wing the most insane, the most Marxist which I guess makes right. sense to some people when you think about it. But right. Surgeons, like people who have to fix your heart or your knee or your shoulder, the most conservative, unsurprisingly, by far. Right. So people that are fixing the stuff, and if they fail, you die, in their politics tend to be very conservative. People who are like, you know, tell me about your mother. You know, like they're leaning left, and obviously now a lot of them have been have been brought into this um you know, but no one really even does Freudian analysis anymore. So that was kind of a bad Freud joke. But um, they're there. They've been brought into this uh, trans agenda. But it was known for a long time. And clearly, you know, this that cross-dressing is a form of sexual arousal for some people, which is why they have been doing it for a very long time. The reason that they suppress this, obviously, is one, it brings a deviancy component into, for example, Leah Thomas being with you in the women's dressing room and, you know, on a swim team, you guys are all getting naked and out of bathing suits, the whole thing. And and also, obviously, we can talk about this in a second. 
the transgender story hour stuff with kids. What the heck is that all about? If people are driving sexual pleasure from dressing up in this way and then they want to be around children. Psychiatrists, by the way, pretend that this has not been known for a long time now. They've abandoned this. I mean, Jordan Peterson will talk about it. That's about it. Right. No, exactly. I think it's um, it just feels as if we're abandoning all um, normalcy, all what I mean, we're changing the definitions of of woman, of, of, of our language. And it's a really chilling thought. I know you mentioned Marxism, but truthfully, we're changing language. We're um, breaking down faith and family and freedoms. We're trying to silence voices. It's a lot bigger than just women's sports. There's a lot of different components to this, and it makes you want to step back and kind of wonder, what, why is this happening? What's the bigger picture here? I, I wanted to ask. I want to ask you about your political awakening here, or when it happened. If this was it, in just a second. Um, first, I want to talk about chalk. I mean, you're a national level swimmer, so you got plenty of energy and focus. But Riley, a lot of people at home, myself included, it's like five, six cups of coffee a day. They might want to try. Something else to give them that all-natural boost to energy, vitality, focus, and just the day-to-day motivation to be at your very best. That's what Chalk gives you. Chalk's leading ingredient in their male vitality stack has been proven to restore 20% of dropped testosterone levels in just three months' time. So for the guys, there's amazing stuff for plenishing testosterone. For the ladies, there's the female vitality stack. You know, men and women, different different bodily needs, different, different uh, biochemistry. So Chalk breaks that down for you and gives you great stuff to really help you. The Male Vitality Stack is super effective. Sign up. Try it today. The Chalk Male Vitality Stack. Uh, get 35% off when you go to Chalk.com. That's C-H-O-Q.com. Use my name, Buck. You get 35% off. Try the Male Vitality Stack for the ladies. Try the Female Vitality Stack. Chalk, C-H-O-Q.com. 35% off when you use promo code Buck. All right, so was this your... Were you somebody before who, I mean, were you like me, you know, uh, a college Republican nerd who was praying to St. Reagan sometimes? Or, or, or were you somebody who was like, eh, I'm just going to be a really, really good swimmer, you know, get the best grades I can, enjoy my college life, and I'll figure out politics later? Like, where were you in all this? I've always um, been politically in tune. I've always known who is where, what's going on. But by no means did I have a political background. Um, when I graduated University of Kentucky last year, I had every intention on being in dental school, actually this year. But I put that off for a while to kind of pursue fighting for protecting women's sports because I saw there was no one else who had been directly impacted with the same powerful testimony. And and I guess it, I guess I can say courage. I hate that it even requires courage to say what I'm saying um, that I had. And so... I pushed dental school off, and so I'm supposed to go back to dental school this fall, but I'm still looking at what that looks like just because I still feel like there's not enough people, girls, women, female athletes, and male athletes, quite frankly, who are willing to talk about this and take a public stance. And so um, I'm learning every day. By no means was this something I ever wished for, I ever wanted. Um, so it's a, it's been an eye-opening experience, to say the least. Um, now that you're somebody who is out there speaking about this, we'll, we'll get to what happened to you at, what was it, Sandy, Sandy uh, San Francisco State University, is that right? Right. Yeah, we'll get to that in, in a second. Uh, we were talking about that on the radio show recently and had, had you on to speak about it. Um, but I, I just wonder, do any collegiate athletes 
whenever someone stands up in front of an auditorium, right, and you know this because you're doing this, if they take the whole, you know, calling you a bigot or anything like that, that's just that's just virtue signaling among their peer group, right? That's just because they want they want a video of them being so brave. I'm not interested in that because that's obvious why somebody would do that, right? Because we understand the the political dynamics. But do any either when you were uh, swimming at, at at a national champion level, um, or or afterwards? Do any actual female athletes reach out to you in earnestness, right? Like in all honesty and say, you really were swimming against a woman. Like, why can't you see that? I'm just curious. I'm curious. Um, no, <laughs> I haven't really had anyone who, especially um, an athlete competing at the level that I've had, who has reached out and criticized me for feeling uncomfortable in the locker room or criticized me for wanting fair competition. And I think it's because the people who are competing at the same level I was, that that meet we were at is the fastest meet in the world, the fastest short course meet um, in the world. So it's it's obviously a high level meet. Those girls who worked their entire lives to get there, they know the sacrifices that they've had to make. They've competed on teams with men before, and they know that an average level man, which is what we're seeing in the case of Leah Thomas, could beat the best woman in the country by body lengths. And again, that's exactly what we saw. And so my argument by no means is flawed, especially to the female athletes who see this firsthand. Even if they don't agree with me, we could disagree on every other issue, um, where other political issues especially, but they agree on this. And that's something I'm seeing across the board is I've had lifelong liberals reach out to me and, and just kind of be appalled that the Democrats can't even define what a woman is. Um, they pr- once took pride in the fact that they were behind this original feminist movement that it was, of course, meant to empower and embrace women. And now it seems as if in such a short amount of time, they've totally turned their back on women altogether. And I think people are, are starting to realize that and how that's harmful to women and girls. When did you start? I mean, just because one thing that I, I think is is always uh, left out of the discussion a little bit uh, on purpose, I think, by the left is um, that they'll say this is about courtesy. Right. And this is why I was actually pretty alone for a while there. I mean, there are other guys and, and gals who are, have been pretty fierce on this. But because I was saying this whole use the pronoun that's preferred to be nice thing. It's not about being nice, guys. This is about getting you to be a party to a lie. It has nothing to do with, oh, this is a nice, right. you know, like. I, I can't disagree with someone who wants to change their name or be called by a different, you know, human name. So Leah Thomas, fine. Um, you know, people might yell at me like your middle name is Buck, but your first name is James. Why aren't you know? So fine, you call your name whatever you want. You know, people, people have all kinds of weird nicknames. Um, but your gender is a reality and it is an objective fact, and they keep trying to change that. And and I sit here and I just want people to know. I mean, how how many years had you been swimming? Like, I mean, to, to be at the, there's not really like, I know there's some maybe, but professional swimming isn't really a thing, right? Winning the NCAA championship is the peak. I mean, that, the Olympics, right? That's about as high as the swimming world is going to, is going to be able to go in terms of competition. When did you start? I mean, how many thousands of hours had you put into the pool before you were told, yeah, swim against a dude? Um, so I started swimming when I was four years old. Um, I was 22 when I, gra- actually I was 21 now, or at the time, 22 now um so i dedicated 18 years of my life to my sport which of course includes not just your sport specific training but also your weight training also your diet your sleep schedule your physical rehabilitation 
not to mention the social sacrifices, the school you have to miss, especially at the collegiate level when you go on these week-long trips during finals week or whatever that looks like. There's so much that goes into it. It's essentially your identity. I, I put so much of my own identity in the fact that I was a swimmer. How could you not? Um, which is, it, it's impossible to put into words the amount of time. Um, at the collegiate level, you're practicing six hours every single day, three hours before 8 a.m. Um, you practice five to eight, you go to class, you'll come back, um, you practice again from 1.30 to 4.30. So six hours a day, each day in the water where you're not breathing, your head is down, you're flipping continuously, almost probably swim 10 miles every day. A lot of swimming. <laughs> it's a lot of time, a lot, a lot of, of effort, a lot of discipline. And, and it's remarkable to me that there are adults who are involved in this whole process. Um, who, who decides that uh, Thomas gets to swim in that meet? Like, how does that process work? Just so I, I understand, you know, who deserves the most, uh, you know, the most right. bile in their direction? Like, who was the one in charge of this? Ultimately, it was the NCAA. Um, they did not want accountability. They were looking for other um, organizations. They were looking at USA Swimming. They were looking at the International Olympic Committee. But ultimately, the guidelines they had in place, which were created in 2010, which it was just 12 months of hormone suppressant. Um, it was they did not check levels. They did not. Um, I don't believe they made you prove you were actually taking these hormone suppressors. It was just supposed to be 12 months of of HRT, which we know, we have the science that tells us, of course, one year of hormone suppression by no means will mitigate male advantage and make the testosterone levels even remotely computable to that of a male versus a female. Even if it could, even if testosterone levels could get down to the same level, which they can't because it would be extremely dangerous for a male to have testosterone levels that low. Um, there are still advantages that will never go away. Like heart size, lung size, of course, limb size, your height, um, even something as silly as men on average have a 40% larger throat than women, which plays a huge factor in, in success when you're playing a sport like swimming where you're grasping for air. Um, so there's so many little things that, of course, will never be mitigated. Um, and the NCAA is ultimately to blame. There's, there's a lot of different ways the finger could point. It could point at um, state legislature in Georgia for not passing some sort of fairness in women's sports bill sooner because our, our meet was at Georgia Tech. Of course, the NCAA, it could go a lot of different routes. Random question. I remember, I feel like I heard this when I was uh, back in college, which was a long time ago, Riley. Um, do the guys on the swim team shave their legs or is that just a rumor? No, they definitely do. They do. Um, they'll shave their legs. They'll shave their arms. They shave their chests, their backs. Okay. Um, they shave all their facial hair off. Because I, I, I got to tell you, they should have gotten themselves some one blades. One blade shave, phenomenal razors, the best you're going to find anywhere. One blade is so much better than the big razor companies out there that say you need three, four, five blades. No, no, no. You just need one super high quality blade for your shaving. It'll get a closer, more comfortable shave. And whether you're doing this because you got to have better aerodynamics in the pool or you just want to have that soft, smooth skin on your face, guys. One Blade's handle is metal, not plastic. It's a high-quality product. It's weighty, substantial, worthy of your face. 
And one blade has a refill plan, meaning you'll get blades sent straight to your door whenever you need them. Get a discount on your blades with your sign-up. All orders have a 60-day return policy, whether you use all your blades or none of them. To elevate your shave experience, get 20% off your one blade order. Go online to onebladeshave.com slash buck. So that's the three words, onebladeshave.com slash buck. Onebladeshave.com slash buck. Get 20% off your first order. This will be your razor of choice. It's mine. It's phenomenal. You will love it. All right, Riley, you've been speaking at uh, college campuses. And, um, you know, it's something that we've all now seen, the video where you were mobbed by a bunch of lunatics. Just tell us a bit about how this all came about. Like, bring us into the day where you're trying to say, hey, guys, I think that you're not even anti-trans or, you know, whatever that would that would mean in the context of how the left says it. You're just saying, can we just let women's sports be for women? As somebody who was competing Absolutely. as a woman at the highest level of the NCAA uh, and, and winning the NCAA. Um, and that's unacceptable. And they, and they hit you and they attack you and they go crazy. So tell us what, like, bring us through that day. So I, um, I was invited to San Francisco State University to speak by turning point. Um, I, I knew, at least I thought I knew what I was getting myself into by going to San Francisco. Obviously, that's a different climate than what I'm used to at my home in Tennessee. Um, the demographic is different. The, I understand I was speaking at a college where this is a school that prides themselves on diversity and inclusion and all the things. Um, but that almost excites me, not because I, I want controversy or I want to start arguments or I want to be, um, someone who is, is just doing this for media attention, but because I could put, get myself in front of people who don't agree with me. Obviously this is a different um, audience than going on Fox News or Outkick or whatever that might look like. So I was excited for this. Um, I get to, I get there, I, I deliver my speech. Um, the room was filled with um, both protesters and supporters. It was about 50-50 in the room. Um, the protesters, there was of course some heckling during the speech, but it was relatively civil. Um, they were able to ask questions at the end. I answered all their questions, but it was only after I finished my speech in the Q&A when everyone got up to leave and a mob of people entered into the classroom from the hallway. They turned the lights out, they flickered the lights, um, they rushed to the front of the room. Um, an officer who I had no idea an officer was in the room. I was supposed to meet with the campus police an hour and a half before the event to go over kind of an exit strategy if this were to happen, but the police never showed up. Um, so I had no idea this was an officer because she was in unmarked uniform. Um, she had a mask covering her face, nothing indicating she was an officer. But she, oh, grabbed she, she, me she was worried about just be, she was worried about COVID, had to make sure she had COVID protection on this officer. That's, yeah, that's what you want there. Exactly. Yeah. That's really reassuring. Exactly. And so she grabs me and says, come with me. I'm with the police, to which I did not believe her. Um, I was very reluctant to follow her, but I really had no choice. And it was at this point when. Um, both myself and other Turning Point members were being assaulted. Um, but ultimately, we were able to leave the room. We filtered into the hallway to which we were only met with more protesters um, filling the stairwell. So this was on the third floor. There was no way we were getting out. And so ultimately, that's when we were, we had to veer off into another room along that hallway, which I was barricaded in for over three hours. In these three hours, um, I missed my flight home. I could hear, of course, these protesters yelling awful, terrible, violent, vengeful, hateful things at both myself and the officers. 
Um, they were using terminology such as, you know, we fight back or why did you come here? You knew what you were getting yourself into. Let her out so we can handle her. Um, they kept referring to or they kept telling the officers, you know, you're only protecting her because she's white, which I think is so silly. Oh, my goodness. Um, but there was even a point when I was in this room when I could hear these protesters negotiating money. They said if if I wanted to make it home safely, I had to pay them personally each um, a certain amount of money if I wanted to make it home. They said it's only fair, you know, if our university's paying you to be here, you have to pay us if you want to leave, which the university did not pay me to be there. Um, but the dean of students was there and he was genuinely negotiating with them. And I'm sitting behind this door listening. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're actually negotiating if I get to make it home safely. This is so crazy. Um, so it was truly, it was unnerving, of course, but in those moments when there's fists waving in your face and the officers aren't doing anything necessarily to protect you, you almost fear for your life. It's like, wow, hearing the things they were saying, what they wanted to do to me, what they would have done to me if we hadn't been separated by that door. Um, were they threatening, to kill, were they threatening to kill you? Yeah, yeah, they were definitely yelling um, obscene things, again, at both myself and the officers, um, which is just, it blows my mind because after this, the administration released an email. They sent an email to their student body um, saying they were so proud of their students for, for being so brave, so very brave. They applauded their behavior and then continued to go on to thank them for protesting so peacefully. Um, they know how hard it can be to listen to someone who spreads so much violence talking about myself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're going to get, so, obviously com communists loved, loved gaslight. I, I would want to ask you though, um, there must've been some like normal guys in the audience. That this, did, did any of them try to intervene and get these? I mean, I just can't imagine a, a, a girl, a young woman is there alone being threatened by a mob. There's a lady police officer there who has a mask on. So I'm not, you know, not exactly uh, coming coming to us from SEAL Team Six, if you know what I mean. I mean, you got to be kidding me. Right. I'm just wondering if any of the guys um, in the room were like, "Hey, you guys, come on, like, knock it off," or do they just sit there not say anything? Yeah, really, there wasn't anyone who stepped in, um, which makes you question yeah. our the state of our society. Um, there was no one to really kind of step in and ensure that these people didn't rush to the front of the room. Um, yeah, no. Sounds like there were, you know, more women in that room than just the women. I mean, it sounds like there was a lot of cowardice, uh, from some of the men who should have understood that when a woman is physically under threat, they should step forward and do something about this. Were there male police officers present? Um, there were eventually, to my knowledge, I don't believe there were any at, in the room when this happened. I was very quickly in the hallway met with male police officers. Um, but even the male police officers didn't step up at that time and do anything. So and when no, we no, were in this no, room, like, no, Hey, I'm going to pepper spray you guys unless you back off nothing. Right. Just sitting there, like letting oh the, gosh, no. letting the Marxist terrorists do their thing. I mean, it's it's of so course. abominable. I mean, that they and by, someone did hit you, right? I mean, someone actually physically assaulted you, if I recall. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. We're um, I'm in the process of litigation and a police investigation, and so there's a lot of stuff that they have kind of advised me not to disclose. get into specifics about. Sure, uh-huh. I understand that, but I mean, if right. you were assaulted, you can say you were assaulted, obviously, because the uh, the litigation right. will at least you know go on the record with with an assault. So there was a physical assault against you. No one from the university right. reached out to apologize, I assume, or to, to you know, they, they just don't care. No. Is that where this is? Right. Yeah, they have not. Um, by no means have they condemned violence. By no means have they apologized to me. By no means have they said anywhere that we uphold the freedom of speech. No, none of that. I, w- I want to ask you what. OK, so a total debacle. The, the college should be uh, absolutely or university should be absolutely ashamed of itself. The people in that room all looked like true psychopaths who were in need of, of deep, deep um, counseling and, and probably prayer. Uh, but we'll come back to this in a second. I want to ask what it's like on some of the other campuses and just also what you're planning to do going forward, Riley, because we appreciate uh, your bravery and, and your willingness to be a, an important voice on this one. You know, the recent bank failures that happened, folks, the biggest bank failures we've seen, biggest financial institution failure since 2008. So if you've been on the fence about buying gold, don't wait much longer. Gold and silver. Now is the time. Gold and silver can be a protection plan for your portfolio. So have a little gold and silver on hand just in case. Now is the time to call the Oxford Gold Group and hear what they have to say. The phone call is free. Securing your IRA or 401k with real gold and silver is a portfolio protection plan. And Oxford Gold has made it made it easy for you. So just call up and you can have precious metals delivered right to your door discreetly and securely. That's it. You'll own precious metals just like I do. I've got my gold and silver right behind me here in the studio. Call the Oxford Gold Group today and ask about additional free bonus opportunities you could be eligible for. Call 833-404-GOLD. 833-404-G-O-L-D. That's the Oxford Gold Group at 833-404-GOLD. Well, Riley, so you must have been speaking at some other campuses. I assume that they're not all just completely overrun with uh, left-wing brainwashed psychopaths. So what do you, what do you, are you having a lot of young women, for example, coming up to you and saying, hey, thank you. Like, I, I like to play women's lacrosse, and I don't want some guy, Tad, to say he's Tina, who weighs 260 pounds, and, like, lay out all the women on the field with his stick. Absolutely, I am. I have had an influx of people, um, especially females, even a lot of female athletes. I just spoke at Clemson where there was a lot of female athletes in the room who were so curious about what to do, how to have this conversation with their teams. Um, I just spoke at University of Toledo and I had a girl who came, who, who spoke up actually on the microphone on the question and answer portion. And she said, you know, I swam for the University of Toledo and I also competed against Leah Thomas. And she confirmed, of course, everything that I was saying and shared her perspective on how this has affected her and her teammates. Um, but that's that's a common theme. I'm seeing so many um, females interested in this and intrigued and wanting to stick up for themselves, but just not sure how to without ruffling feathers or, or, or stepping on toes, um, which is inevitable at this point. Have any female athletes come to you and tried to tell you that you, you just got to let this go. The trans agenda is too important. Like, has that happened? There has been some. There have been some people who are claiming, you know, I'm just doing this for 15 minutes of fame. I'm just doing this to get clicks and likes. I, I know Representative Katie Porter the other day when she was on um, with Piers Morgan and Bill Mayer, she, he, or she said that um, I was just doing this for, for my own personal gain, which 
is so silly. This is not about me. Um, by no means is this something that I'm trying to advance myself personally for any ulterior motives. Because again, this was not my life goal <laughs> to be in this sphere by no means. And, and as the days go on, I'm realizing it's really not my life goal. <laughs> um, so there have been people who who don't believe that my intentions are truly there. But, but I'm, I'm curious. I mean, for, forget about this. So going after your intentions, by the way, that is that is commie nonsense, right? That's that's uh, ad right. hominem attack. That's not actually engaging. I'm wondering sure. if any, you know, woman who has competed either currently or recently in, in at a at a, any level, the NCAA is coming up to you and 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 earnestly telling you not because they're putting it about to put it on their TikTok channel, but just wants to say. You know, I really think that we should have guys competing against us because they don't have an advantage because that's the, the media narrative, as you well know, is that that they're just yeah, they're saying the happening. most obvious lies. I'm wondering if anyone presents you with the lie or if they just attack you. You know, they're, they're no, just that's not happening. That's not happening by any means um, at any level, grassroots level and through. There's no one who is coming directly to me and saying. Men have no advantage. Testosterone suppression for a year, it, it clears men of all of the advantages. No, that's not happening. So, so it's fascinating, isn't it? Because you're, you're out there making an argument, and what you're establishing here is that nobody will actually meet you on the plane of this argument and make the case that you're wrong. They just say they, it's just slogans and name-calling and shouting. Um, have, you, uh, have you ever uh, read... Uh, there's a French author, philosopher, Gustave Le Bon. Do you know what I'm talking about here? He wrote a book called The Crowd. About the, It's effectively about how crowd... I, I think you would, especially what you've been through, it's it's not... It's pretty short, accessible. It's not like I'm, you know, saying, go read this thousand-page totally. book written by an old French guy. You might, you know, this is... I think he wrote it uh, 19th century. But you might find it really interesting, Riley, just because I'm it's sure all... I'm sure would. Yeah, well, because it's all about... When you get people into a mob, what do they do? They shout, they shout, they're angry, there's rage. They don't think. They don't no, actually stop and, and process. It's, it's all about the emotion, the energy, and the, the totally. psychological um, sublimation, if you will, or, or the, the psychological uh, submission to the collective, the mob. And that's what you're up against. And, and truthfully, in my experience at San Francisco, San Francisco, that was made evident to me when they were trying to say I had to pay them if I wanted to leave. I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, you don't really care about what I'm here to talk about. You don't care about what I'm what what you're protesting. You don't even know what you're protesting. Um, you just want to gain something from this, if that makes sense. It, it's it's just wild. It, it's totally a mob. And I, and I would be very interested in reading that book. I mean, I also, it's amazing, you know, I think you probably saw, uh, you know, Rapino, the female uh, soccer player from the U.S. national team came out recently. And like, I hate to break it to her, like, I was like a, like a third tier men's high school soccer player. I would throw her around a soccer field still, totally. even though I'm, even though I'm a desk guy sitting behind a microphone, like it's ridiculous. But she's like, oh, guy, oh, we, this is great. Like men don't have an advantage. You know, weekend warriors with beer guts who played some high school athletics would totally. beat would beat professional women's soccer. I mean, this is like, this is you know swimming a little bit different, just because you know the guys actually have to be pretty decent at swimming. Um, but you can kind of muscle women around in some of these other sports. It's just crazy to me. Like she's obviously doing it for the money, but no one actually attacks her for that, right? No one ever says Megan Rapinoe just wants to be relevant, so she says things she knows are untrue. 
Right, right. And it's important to mention that she's done playing. If you've ever seen right. Megan Rapino play, yeah. um, you know she's an aggressive player. You know that she would probably, if a male took her spot, and this is, I've had conversations with people who know her at the Olympic Committee, um, some of her personal friends even, who have said if someone threatened her spot on that Nationals team, it would be game over for them, um, which is interesting. And I, I want to also mention she doesn't have a daughter. She doesn't have anyone to defend. Um, therefore, for her, she would rather virtue signal. She would rather be seen as someone who's kind, which is ironic because she fought for women's um, equal pay, equal access, equal resources when it comes to sports. And now she's doing the exact opposite by right. fighting for male inclusion. We'll come back here in just a second because you, you guys, you got to have life insurance. You know, I just got married a few months ago and it is absolutely critical um, because the right insurance plan gives you peace of mind. If something were to happen to you, you know, your family has that safety net to cover mortgage payments, college costs, other expenses you've been providing for. This is just a must do. You've got to have not just a policy, but a policy that has enough or rather an additional policy, possibly. So Policy Genius is what you need to future-proof your family's finances when it comes to life insurance. Policy Genius will help you find and buy exactly the level of life insurance that makes sense for you. Their whole mission is to modernize the life insurance industry. Their technology makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $25 per month for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer coverage in as little as a week and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius has licensed agents who can help you find exactly what fits your needs. They work for you, not the insurance companies. There's thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot for Policy Genius right now. Go check it out. Don't wait on this one. Get it done today. Go to policygenius.com. That's policygenius.com and sign up today. Well, I think it's so interesting because she's actually doing what people accuse you of, which is making a case she doesn't believe in order to benefit herself. And that is quite obvious. And I also think one of the reasons why you are so compelling, you know, I can go out there and, you know, Matt Walsh, who's, who's great on, on, on these issues and his documentary, obviously was really uh, eye opening for people can go out there, but we're guys, right? We're normal guys. We haven't right. grown our hair out and say that, you know, my name is not actually Susan right. now and you have to call me a woman, right? We're guys. And they also will say, why do you, you've probably come across or, you, you know, you've seen this argument why do you make such a big deal of this? They always say, why do you make such a big deal of this? It's not happening that often. Why are you so focused on this? This is all gaslighting that the commies do. Um, But you have actually suffered injury, right? Like if this was a court of law, they'd say, well, what, what are the damages? Well, the damage is that you had a gold NCAA medal stolen from you by somebody who has a psychiatric disorder. That's the dent. There's real damage here. Right. And I could list, example after hundreds of examples truthfully off the top of my head of women losing out on opportunities um so to sit there and believe the lies the narrative that it's not happening um they're just saying that because they don't think women are worthy of protection worthy of fair opportunities we're not worthy of safety in our sports um privacy in our locker rooms it's listening especially with um, the u.s house of representatives last week not one Democrat voted in favor of protecting women and girls in sports, but listening to their arguments, their opposition to the bill, it was mind blowing the amount of lies that I heard. Um, the amount of people who said this is a bill that bans trans athletes from competing. This is a bill that would force trans youth to undergo extensive, invasive medical examinations where their genitals are checked. 
these are lies <laughs> and they're getting away with lying and the general public might not understand the full extent of the bill and, and, and what it really means. Um, but these Democrats, they're lying straight through their mouths. Um, Riley Gaines, I want you to tell everybody, what are you planning more speeches? Uh, what's next for you and how can people continue to support your work? Follow your, follow what your, your message is. Absolutely. Um, what's next for me is I'm going to continue at both the state and federal level fighting for this, fighting to protect women and girls of all ages at the state level and fighting to uphold Title IX at the federal level. And I'm going to continue speaking to colleges, um, engaging the younger generation, my generation, um, and, and encouraging people to come into conversation with open minds um, and, and open and be willing to have their eyes opened and minds change. Um, so that's kind of what's next for me. Where you can follow me is on Twitter at Riley underscore Gaines underscore. Um, there are two underscores because my first Twitter was, in fact, deleted. Um, but I try to post breaking stories of this happening, um, highlighting politicians who are reacting to this in both good and bad ways. Have you um, been banned from Instagram, by the way, for I just got hit for something COVID COVID related a week ago on Instagram. Oh, by my the gosh. Way. Uh, yeah. Oh, my so. gosh. No, my Instagram is intact, but maybe, uh, I try to keep Instagram more, more yeah, so personal. Not, not for politics. I'm just wondering because Facebook, Facebook and, and Instagram are, are on some of these issues. Hor I mean, Twitter obviously totally. is good now because of Elon, but they're horrible on those things. Um, can I ask you a random totally. question before we let you we let you sign off? Of course. This is just a general, uh, general information for the audience. You might have seen, I don't know if you've seen this, and don't tell anybody, but occasionally I look at TikTok. I'm not supposed to because I'm a conservative, but TikTok can be kind of engaging. I've learned how to cook really good steaks. Like there's some good stuff on there. Totally. And and there's a, uh, there's this debate that I've seen a few times pe between people who are like, oh, like I'm just a swimmer. And so now I've gotten like in such good shape from swimming. And then all the comments are like that guy or gal doesn't look like that just from swimming. That's the weight room plus swimming. If someone told you they wanted to get into like phenomenal shape, lose weight, change body mass and and get really strong and they were just going to be in a pool not going to do any weights is it possible or is that is that wishful thinking no it's totally possible um, oh. i will say i will say that mm -hmm. in my experience in college um we lift weights but it's it's not anything heavy we don't require heavy lifting in our sport right. um and i even still to this day have like a six pack of abs that just won't seem to go away. <laughs> so it's definitely from, from swimming. Yeah, for sure. I think it's a way where it's obviously a lot of cardio, so you're not going to get super bulky, but it's definitely a way to lean up and gain some muscle mass. Uh, I will like discreetly weigh in with some of the TikTok bros and be like, I was told by somebody who would know that yeah. swimming is enough. You don't actually have to be deadlifting and swimming if you want to, if you want to lean out. So good to know. Riley, right. thanks, thanks so much for hanging out with us. Appreciate it. Of course. Thank you, Buck. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to improving the lives of America's veterans, first responders, and their families. For over 20 years, the foundation has helped America keep its solemn promise to never forget. 
Tunnel to Towers provides mortgage-free homes to Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders with young kids, builds specially adapted smart homes for severely injured veterans, and is working to eradicate veteran homelessness. David Marshall served in the Army during World War II and fought in the Battle of the Bulge. He has never forgotten the sacrifices of his comrades in arms, nor the efforts of his first responders on 9-11 and in the days and months that followed. He is a loyal and proud foundation donor. Tunnel of Towers is committed to supporting veterans, first responders, and their families, and so many of them need your help. Join the foundation on its mission to do good and never forget. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel the Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash slash iHeart.